Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. We are a church located in Suffolk, Virginia. Each week we post our sermons from our Sunday morning worship service. Sermon notes are linked in the podcast notes below, and you can go and open them right now and follow along as you listen to the message. Our current series is called Prayer Rocks, where we are exploring the power of breakthrough prayer, as well as some breakthrough prayers that we can all pray to call upon God to move and shake in our own spiritual life. I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon, and don't forget to stay connected. You can go and like our Facebook page, our Instagram account, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all of which are linked in the podcast notes below. Please make sure you subscribe and rate and review this podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others. Good morning. The, the gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. When you are praying, do not heap. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be grow closer and know you more. In your son's name we pray. <clears throat> Amen. I invite you to uh, take out your notes page. I don't have, a, don't have sermon notes that I can hold up for you this morning. Uh, uh, we've been blessed with a, a lot of people this morning, and so uh, we, are, we got rid of all of our bulletins, but that is okay. I invite you to take out that little piece of paper, that little white piece of paper in your, uh, in your bulletin there today. We are sermon notes. You have your whole scripture passage there, all, all five great and grandiose verses that were included in our reading this morning. As well as, uh, as always, a little outline of the sermon. And friends, you have some white space there uh, uh, for, for, for your own doodlings. Um, side note, when, when I used to do this at some of my old churches, when my kids would come to worship, um, Micah would always draw just all over them. So maybe you don't even need white space. You can just write in the white space between the lines as you're going through. But uh, whatever you need to take this sermon with you into the world. You know, the story of creation is so interesting. It's, it's so interesting because it's seeming, it seems out of nothing, God creates. And in the midst of what isn't there, God puts what can be there. We hear of this formlessness, this void, this idea of nothingness. And yet in the midst of that nothingness, God was present and God creates. God speaks and God breathes. And yet, in the midst of all of that, God shines a light for what can happen. You know, there was a, a joke that I found online this week. See, I learned my lesson from the last service, Patty. There was a joke that I heard online this week. In the beginning, there was nothing. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. There was still nothing, but you could see better. Bam! <laughs> 
930 didn't laugh at that, but I didn't tell it in the right way, so it's all good. You see, in the midst of nothingness, in the midst of what was there, God still saw the possibility of what could be. And yet, before the act of creation that God could do, before God could create anything, before God could create the seas, before God could create the animals, before God could create us, God had to speak light into the world. And God had to shine his light, and it did not matter that God's light shone upon nothing because God could see what God was going to do. And if we boil our faith for a second down to that dualistic notion of light and darkness, we can recognize the greater clarity that we can gain when God's light illuminates our hearts and our spirits as well. Friends, we continue on in this series on breakthrough prayer. And I want to remind you all what, this break, what these breakthrough prayers are, right? These breakthrough prayers, these short, direct, impactful prayers that call us to recognize the spiritual vision that God has for us. And you see, the cool thing that I have noticed in my studying of breakthrough prayers is that these prayers are very familiar. How many of you, okay, you don't have to raise your hands if you don't want to, but if you want to, you can shoot it up in the air. How many of you, when I talk about these breakthrough prayers, you think to yourself, I've prayed something like that before. Yeah, I prayed something like that before, but I may not have like prayed it like that. But thank you, Pastor, for opening my eyes to what that prayer actually is. You see, Here, as we continue to look at these breakthrough prayers, we're going to notice familiarity in them. And that familiarity helps us to recognize something. It helps us to recognize that God is always there. Right? In our lives, we we build these walls. We we put up these barriers between us and God. We, We don't do it intentionally. We don't want to do it. We wish we didn't do it. But sometimes it happens. And what are these breakthrough prayers? But these are prayers that we pray to God to help break those walls down so that we can recognize and look to the ways that God is working in our lives. Breaking down those walls, seeking to know and understand those ways that God can and does and will work in wonderful, amazing, and miraculous ways. And I think when we look at this next breakthrough prayer, when we look at what is taking place both within our hearts, within our spirits, and beyond us, we will see that it is about, again, recognizing that God is there. Today, our breakthrough prayer is taken. It's taken right from that verse that is in front of you today. Verses, the third and fourth verse. Hear these words again. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. There was still nothing, but you could see. No, I'm kidding. And God saw the light, and the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And so we will call this breakthrough prayer the let there be light breakthrough prayer. You can see our let there be light prayer rock in front of me. I try to put the one that is the sermon theme in the middle so you can see it better. You will see it right there in front of me, our let there be light prayer rock It seems pretty self-explanatory, right? Let there be light in that sense of calling upon the spiritual light of God to illuminate. And it illuminates not just, when we think about this, we think about it illuminating that which is going before us, but it also illuminates everything that is going on around us. 
You see, in the murkiness and fogginess that life sometimes gives us, it is not moving forward that seems difficult, but sometimes it's just understanding where we are. Sometimes it's this basic, basic situational understanding. What is happening? And we call upon God to illuminate the situation in our lives, to offer clarity and to guide us in what we are called to do. Kibby puts it this way. She says, this is a one-sentence breakthrough prayer that I pray when I find myself seeking light and clarity when surrounded by a sense of uncertainty and filled with darkness. And then she adds on, because remember, these prayers can be prayed in several different situations. And so Kibi offers that it's not just in those times where we seek clarity, where we seek guidance to surround us in uncertainty-filled darkness, but she also says it's, a pray, it's also the prayer when clouds and shadows appear, threatening to impair my ability to see and comprehend God's presence and priorities. And so you see, we have this understanding in which this prayer, this let there be light, the ways in which we pray it, is to provide that sense of clarity for us, right? In those uncertain situations, God, let there be light. Show me what your way is. And then there are, the, then there are those times where our ability to see God, to know God, to understand God's presence may be a little clouded. A shadow may have been cast over our spiritual lives, and we just say, Lord, let there be light so that I can know where I am. Much like our understanding of self in our other, in our prayer from last week, when we prayed, be not afraid, so too this week. This, these prayers, again, invite us to be deeply attuned with our spiritual, physical, and emotional well-beings, to recognize what is happening both within us and around us, to recognize when that spiritual darkness may be hovering over us. And you see the beautiful thing about this story of creation, this first story of creation that we get in Genesis 1, is that we learn that God is not only present in the light, and God not only calls and breathes the light into our lives, friends, but God is present in the darkness. And that is why this prayer becomes such a vital breakthrough prayer tool that we can have. Because, friends, if we truly believe that God is absent in the darkness, then what is the point of even praying this breakthrough prayer? Because you see, in the midst of the formlessness, in the midst of the void, in the midst of the otherwise seeming chaos of nothingness, what does it tell us? is that in the beginning, when God created, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and we learn that the earth was this formless void, and yet while all of that is happening, God is there to breathe light and life into the world. In other words, God illuminates all that is around to aid in this act of creation. And I think about those early biblical storytellers, those, those Hebrew people who are telling these stories before they're written down, conveying this in a manner which light can be understood as the persistence of God's Spirit. And that the darkness does not mean that God is absent. Rather, it is that sorrowful place in which we seek and desire most to understand God's spirit. God is present in the darkness. And that is why in this breakthrough prayer, we are looking to God to work in the darkness. We are looking for God to work in the cloudiness. We are looking for God to look in the fogginess and the murkiness of our lives and bring clarity. This breakthrough prayer is filled with knowledge, wisdom, and illumination of creation. 
And it calls upon us. It calls upon us and places within our hearts this idea that re- to reorient how we may understand our present reality and to readjust our present reality to God's reality. And you see, that is what is at the heart of this breakthrough prayer. It's a, pray we, it's a prayer we pray when we need something illuminated, when we need God's call and vision illuminated within us. And therefore, we call on God to shine his light upon that situation. And when we pray it, God can and will do amazing things for us. You know, I love this story. So uh, you all will, will remember uh, from previous sermons where I'm using this book, Ultimate Reliance by Sue Nilsson Kibbe to kind of guide this sermon series. And in the chapter where she talks about this breakthrough prayer, she tells this story of this church in the city that receives a new pastor. And she tells the story of this church that in its heyday had all these people in worship, and they had this education wing that had all these kids and all these adults in Sunday school. And as people began to leave the neighborhood that this church ministered to, the Sunday school classes and the church pews began to empty. And fast forward to this new pastor coming in, seeing this education wing empty, ministering to these handful of people. And yet he saw hope and he saw light. Because in the course of the time, the congregation had developed a food cart that they would roll down the hallway and and put out the side of their church door and allow people who had lined up to come and receive some food. The light was seen. And yet it became cloudy when in the midst of a big repair, they had to close that hallway and they had to close that entrance door. And in the midst of all of this, the pastor and lay members are praying for God's light to shine upon how they can better reach their community. And there was a lay member who just felt convicted that this food pantry meant something. And in the midst of that repair job, when other people are saying, well, maybe we should just close the food cart. Maybe we should just stop the food pantry. If we can't do it out this side door, this man said, well, why don't we use one of the classrooms that is empty? Why don't we use one of those rooms and and put some shelves in it and build a food pantry there? And of course, there, there were the naysayers who, who would rather have seen that space used for, for Sunday school classes and so many other things. What would it look like for us to just build shelves and use this space that could be used for something else? And yet this man continued to see God's light illuminating this idea of putting the food pantry. And so he built the shelves and against all their best wishes, he opened the room next to it and put a, put a coffee maker and brought in some muffins and donuts, a place of welcome. And over the time that they kept it open, people not only would come and sit and drink their coffee and eat their donuts, man, this sounds like a great place to go. But then they opened up a third classroom. For a Bible study that could take place while they did food giveaways. And then they opened up another classroom for the kids to have a space to sit and to play while they were doing food giveaways. Do you see what can happen 
when we allow God's light to shine in those murky areas. I mean, friends, it's going to lead us to some uncomfortable things because when God's light shines, uh, shines around us, sometimes it may illuminate something we may not be comfortable with. But if we are not willing to view the spiritual illumination that God offers, it can stop the ways in which we could grow in God's spiritual vision. Friends, if we cannot turn to God to light our way, then it continues to beg the question of what is the point of even praying to God? We must be spiritually attuned to where we are, knowing those places in which our spiritual lives are clouded, and where the, in which there's that spiritual murkiness, and the ways and places in which God's light can shine to illuminate that which God calls us to do. Even if it's nothing. Even if God is shining a light on something that is nothing in our lives. Because remember, the very act of creation. God does not create everything in darkness and then magically shines a light. Because I can guarantee you God would have stepped on some Legos. Like I do in the mornings. No, God shines God's light so that God can create and God is seeking to create something within our lives and within the lives of this church. You see, this is the spiritual prayer that can help us gain wisdom in a time that may seem uncertain. And those are the times that we can call out to God. This, line can sh- this light can shine inward upon ourselves as we're seeking guidance for our own lives, or it can shine outward as we're seeking guidance for our community. But do we see how this prayer can help guide us together. That in the midst of this visioning process that we are on, that we can call upon God's life when we feel the clouds or the shadows looming over us, when we feel uncertain of the direction that we are going, Lord, let there be light. Lord, shine your light upon us. Brighten my days. Lord, make unto us a city upon a hill. This is the prayer that we pray. And this is the manner in which we pray that prayer, that we seek to live and exist within God's illuminating presence to highlight this aspect of our faith. Because, friends, if we don't, then we run the risk of living in the darkness and of losing sight on who God calls us to be. And it requires honesty with ourselves, and it requires vulnerability with God. And so I ask us, is there something in you or something in this church that is keeping us from fulfilling God's plan? Where can we see God's light shining? And friends, are we looking in the right direction or are we focused in the shadows? Let us pray. Lord, let there be light. Amen. And now let us stand and join my therapist. But, y'all, I know what happens in those shows. Like, I know who's dying when. I know when people are breaking up. And, like, it doesn't bother me anymore because it's comfortable. It's known. And, y'all, even if I'm watching something new, I'm watching it, like, with my phone, with Wikipedia, open to the page that the show is on so that I can see what is happening next. Y'all.